0: You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. We are officially one week through the college basketball season, and it was quite the enjoyable week. We had all sorts of games going on. and Gonzaga secures their spot at number one, but we'll get into all that, um, recapping last week's college basketball slate, um, as well as recapping what happened in the NFL and college football. Um, And we'll get into a little bit of college basketball news, what's coming up this week, what happened last week. um, And also, you know, give out picks for these upcoming college basketball games. So without further ado, let's look a little bit about our picks from last week. Starting in college basketball, um, last week we only had one podcast because of Thanksgiving weekend. So we didn't have a whole lot of picks over the weekend. But our first pick, um, Drake plus 7.5 for Kansas State. This was on opening night. Uh, Wednesday last week, November 25th, Drake ends up winning this game outright, 80 to 70. Um, You know, Kansas State they hung in there, but you know they didn't didn't show much in this game. They look like they're probably going to be a team sitting at the bottom of the Big 12 again this season. You know, no one's coming in to save this team. No Dean Wade to come save this team this year. You know, Drake never gave this one up. You know, they didn't really pull ahead until late in the game, but they always fought and stayed in it. And they definitely look like a team. Is gonna make some noise in the Missouri Valley Bowl. In yeah, not Missouri Valley. This it was a good first win for the season. Um, moving on, our second game we had uh, getting us our second win of the day was Oklahoma State minus six versus UT Arlington. Now this usually or not usually, but a lot of times um, when we have to you know make picks super early, we end up getting bad spreads and whatnot. Um, but this we actually did great on this Oklahoma State. We got Oklahoma State minus six for like right at the open. Of uh, UT Arlington, and, you know Oklahoma State ends up winning by seven, 75 to sixty-eight. And the reason it's so good, Oklahoma State, I think they closed as like ten-point favorites. So majority of the people who probably were on Oklahoma State probably didn't get that line. But if you listened to the podcast right away, you know you got those notifications on, so you know when everything goes up, you were able to get that line and bit win that bet. You know Oklahoma State struggled in this one more than you would like to see. Um, you know Kate Cunningham didn't look uh, amazing by any means, but this UT Arlington team. Definitely not a bad team, and uh, what ended up pushing this Oklahoma team, they're rebounding 54 rebounds in the game, compared to UTL and Arlington's 33, so just something to look at in that game. And moving on, our actually what ended up being our last um, college basketball bet on last week's card was Nevada plus 3.5 versus Nebraska, uh, that game was on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, Nevada ends up winning this game outright 69-66. to 66. Uh, Grant Shurfield of Nevada, formerly of Wichita State, hit a clutch three-pointer at the end of the game to win this one for him. You know, Nebraska struggled shooting the ball in this game, only 29% from field goal range, uh, while Nevada, 48%. And this Nevada team definitely looks like they're going to be some fun to watch this year. And that ended up being all of our college basketball. We had Northern Colorado, minus 12.5, versus SEMO on the card. That game ended up getting canceled. It was set to get play on Friday. Um, but that game got canceled. So we finished the opening week, of college basketball, 3-0 with our picks. So definitely not a bad start to the college basketball season. Moving on to college football picks from last week. We ended up going 1-2, so not quite as good. But, you know, we've been doing really good in college football. So we we're definitely due to have a, a setback week. But our first game was a Friday game, Central Michigan minus 7 versus Eastern Michigan. And we got extremely lucky to cover this one. Central Michigan ended up winning 31-23. to um, So we covered the spread by just one point. And that's not even the craziest part. I mean, Central Michigan did not look good at all early in this one. They end up scoring 24 or 5 points um, in the fourth quarter in order to cover this seven-point spread. You know, they scored 17 points just in the last five minutes alone. So definitely got lucky on that win. Uh probably should have ended up being 0-3 for the weekend on college football. We get that win. Our second game ended up getting canceled. We had Colorado plus 13 and a half versus UCS, the USC. <laughs> sorry. Um, they ended up, that game got canceled, and USC got some positive tests, canceled the game, Colorado ended up playing San Diego State, wouldn't have any play in that game. So moving on to our next play, we had North uh, Northwestern, minus 13.5 versus Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State actually won this game outright, 29-30, to 30. and you know, turnovers just killed this Northwestern team, they ended up with four turnovers in this game, compared to Michigan State's one, you, just, you know, hard to win games like that. And while this Northwestern team season's far from over, you know, they're probably still looking at a berth in the you know big 10 championship and whatnot The college football playoffs is now much harder to get into especially when you got teams like cincinnati and stuff pushing on the door so we'll talk about that a little later but yeah end up losing that game and our last college football play of the weekend we had was duke minus one versus georgia tech georgia tech wins this game outright 56 to 33 and, you know duke kept it close in the first half It was like a three-point game at halftime um or something like that. But Georgia Tech just moved the ball great in the second half. Georgia Tech ends this game with 523 yards compared to Duke's three hundred and eighty-two. So hard to win games when you're not moving the ball up and down the field. And Georgia Tech did a great job of that. Um and you know, <laughs> this Duke team continues to continues to haunt me. But that about wraps it up for the NFL or for the college football picks from last week. Moving on to a little bit of NFL. We end up going two oh and one in the NFL. Um rounding out a pretty good pretty good week overall as far as betting goes end up going six two and one or a six yeah six two and one across everything but our first game we had in the nfl slate was the titans plus four versus the colts titans win this game 45 to 26 so titans you know had a super explosive fourth quarter they put a lot of points on the board um and the colts were just basically out of it from then on they didn't really have much of a shot at anything from going on from then um, you know, this game, there's a good chances the game ends up being the decision in the AFC South. You know, both these teams fighting for the playoff spot. Both looking, you know, one of them probably ended up getting a wild card. But definitely a big game for both these teams. One that they needed to win. Now, our next game was another game that got re- extremely helped by picking, you know, recording last Monday, releasing on Tuesday. Um, and that was the Saints minus five and a half versus the Broncos. Now, if you saw this, I mean, this pick was out for... <laughs> four days before before the spread moved, before the Broncos tested positive, at their quarterback tested positive. So I don't feel... I feel like I got a fair line there. You guys had plenty of time in order to get that. But the Saints ended up winning this game 33-3. to um, Because <laughs> Kendall Hinton um, was the Browns' starting quarterback on that one. And, you know, became the first quarterback... Or the Broncos became the first team since 1998 with more interceptions <laughs> than completion. So... Definitely not something you want from your uh, starting quarterback. Only had one completion in that game. Um, but yeah, this one was really never in doubt. Um, you kind of knew from just from the get go that without a quarterback, five and a half was going to be pretty easy cover for the Saints there. So we definitely got lucky with that one. You know, a lot of times when stuff like this happens, we end up being on the Broncos. But thankfully, we were on the right side of this one. Next game, we had the Chiefs minus three versus the Buccaneers. Um, this game actually pushed, which has been a while since we had a push. Looking back at the results on the website, the last push we had was we had, we had back-to-back nights with college basketball pushes last season, it, back in February, um, but we haven't had any pushes so far this um, football season, surprisingly, but Chiefs end up winning or t- pushing this game. They win outright, but 27-24 against the Bucs. Um and you know, the Chiefs took an early lead, but let the Bucks get it close at the end. You know, Tyreek Hill... Uh, balled out in this game 290 or 269 yards for three touchdowns you know this Tampa team no I'm sorry this Chiefs team it just looked like a team that it, this is definitely not their last trip to Tampa this season um, I feel pretty confident saying that uh, I don't know what their current odds are as Super Bowl but definitely looking at it like a team if you're looking to get some future bets down I obviously the Chiefs are the favorite but yeah that about wraps that up for those picks so moving on college basketball news from last week we had a pretty exciting first weekend of college basketball, um, you know, long a weekend that is, you know, with Thanksgiving and everything there. Um, it's a little, a little strange starting the season, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, usually, you know, you're getting ready for all your Feast Week tournaments, you've seen some teams, you, gotta let, you know a little bit how everyone's playing, but a little bit different this year. Uh, first game, or first team, I kind of want to uh, talk about from the last week is Villanova. They struggled early, they played into playing three games um, this last week. They struggled early in that Boston College game, you know, they just weren't, weren't doing very good at all, um, you know, but they end up getting that win. They sneak by Arizona State on Thanksgiving, get that win, get the 2-0, and then end up losing later in the weekend to Virginia Tech, so this Villanova team, they, they might, they kind of proven to themselves not to be one of the top three teams in the country, you know, everyone kind of had Villanova, Baylor, Gonzaga going in, but it kind of looks like, as of right now, Baylor, Gonzaga are the only two teams that... You can say that at the moment, but you know, I think they'll be good come tournament time, but they're definitely definitely not quite up there um with the upper upper echelon of some teams. They end up falling to the 12th spot in the AP poll this week, which you know I don't put much credit in the AP poll. You know, they're still a, they're they're actually still a top three pool or top three team in the hot tip bets rankings, which you know is a way more indicative as far as gambling goes. But as far as the AP, as far as what people think, um, they do fall to 12. San Diego State. Um, Is another team that was fun to watch on opening night. They end up taking down UCLA in that game. Um, And they actually, that game ends up being a uh, deciding factor in the hot tip bet rankings, which we'll get to a little bit later. But that was kind of a fun one to watch. Um, And speaking of Gonzaga, we were talking a little about earlier, Gonzaga is proving themselves to be the best team in the country. You know, they come into the preseason as the one in the AP pool, Um, actually two in the hot tip bets rankings at this time, but... I, I don't think that's going to last super long if they keep winning, but you know, Kansas stuck with them for a little bit, but Gonzaga just looked too good, you know, they just kept kept moving the ball, Kansas, uh, Kansas couldn't slow them down enough, that um, was a super high scoring game, but they get the win over Kansas on Thanksgiving, come back the next day, and absolutely destroy an Auburn team that, you know, really wasn't looking to do much this year, it's pretty obvious by the fact that they have a self-imposed <laughs> postseason ban, you know, they knew they weren't going weren't gonna to have much fight this year, but Definitely a good team to watch. Is this Gonzaga team? Um, one team that didn't fare so well in the opening week was Virginia. Uh, Virginia, they had a they had a decent win over Townsend in, in the first game of the season, but dropping a game to San Francisco, um, you know, one point loss to San Francisco, it definitely was not a great look for them. But I don't think it's a terrible terrible loss. I really do think the San Francisco team is probably top four, top three team in the WCC. I wouldn't be surprised if the San Francisco team gives Gonzaga a run for their money in one of their games this season. So definitely don't overlook this San Francisco team. I don't, I mean, this Virginia team's gonna be back. I don't think this is, I mean, it's obviously not the end. It's one game. It doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably not even gonna end up mattering, but I do think this San Francisco team could make some noise. Another team we had um, in the opening weekend was West Virginia. They start the season 3-0, and I've been super high on West Virginia. I had them as my prediction to win the big 12 in the uh, college football or college basketball preview last week, you know, they ended up going three and zero, win the bad boys more crossover classic, um, they're at the Pentagon in South Dakota. So definitely a team that you want to look out. Bob Huggins got this team going, you know, a couple of years ago, they were in the CBI. I think it was, um, and they just, you know, only power five that was in the CBI that year, but they just, I think they they either won it or I don't know, they did something in it and, I, from that point on, I knew this team was going to be good in a couple of years, and we're finally getting to that point where you can say um, one upset that happened over the weekend that kind of surprised a lot of people was Richmond beating Kentucky. You know, people have been talking about Richmond going into this game, but I mean, it's always Kentucky. Cal's going to have his team going. But really, this game is, if you would have looked at the hot tip bet rankings, um, the implied spread for that game, it's about... What's kind of what ended up happening, you know. Coming into last week, Kentucky was 33 in the hot tip bet rankings while Richmond was 16. So I already had Richmond as favorites to win this game. And, you know, I think this what this game shows is that the 18 A 10 is not a conference that is not just a bad conference that's gonna roll over. We saw that last year with Dayton was good. We're seeing that right now with Richmond. You know, St. Louis is not a bad team, also. Davidson currently playing in the Maui Invitational um so yeah definitely something to look out for i think an a10 is going to have <laughs> multiple bids um for sure for sure two or three bids going into this tournament this year um and speaking of the maui invitational um finally back uh we got Asheville, north carolina <laughs> with the maui invitational um and perhaps you know they got good games shaka smart you to see texas and north carolina see what all those teams are doing providence what not um, but perhaps the best part of all is Bill Walton is back in our lives, get him to call on some games. So definitely something that was missed over the first weekend to get to hear, hear him, but you know, he's kind of one of those guys you like him or you don't, but I definitely do like Bill Walton. He always adds to the excitement of college basketball. Um, as far as the hot tip bet rankings go for this week, there was no huge movements. You know, you don't want to, you don't want your rankings to be super overreaction, just after two or three games into the season, you know, if you go and drop <laughs> Villanova after you know one loss to a not terrible Virginia Tech team, you drop them super far, and then it's like you are putting them back in. You know, it's one thing I hate about the AP poll. Um, just you know, it's not it's just not a good pull. The AP poll stinks. Um, if you are following the AP poll as far as <laughs> what teams are good and what teams are, you are you are looking to get burnt. Now, I am not saying that the hot tip bets rankings are the best there are. You know, Ken Palm is probably your best chance for that, but. Um, well, only, the only big change, um, in the hot tip at ring which is not even a big change, but just something that's kind of interesting, UCLA drops out and San Diego State gets up, it ends up getting in now. It just so happens that they played each other. It really has no correlation to getting in and out like that, but just interesting to see, um, something like that happen. Um, and, you know, it's just important not to overreact at this point in the season. I only had a couple games, so. Um, as far as the scheduling goes for the whole season, you know, we saw a few games get canceled over this first weekend, but all in all, the big teams were able to keep playing. You know, Gonzaga had a couple players test positive um, and were able to uh, quarantine them and keep playing. And we're, we're seeing that it's going to hurt smaller conferences, obviously. You know, they don't have the ability to test as much, they don't have the ability to, you know, Travel in separate, uh, buses to games and stuff like that. So it's definitely going to hurt the lower level schools, especially here in non-conference play. But, um, if the reason learned anything from this season is that this season is definitely going to happen. Um, no matter what, you know, even when we have 10 games canceled on a day or whatnot, we still end up having 60. That's just how college basketball works. So it's definitely, you know, college football starting to feel a little weird, but that about wraps it up as far as college basketball news goes for week one. if you have any questions or anything about going on in college basketball or anything you want me to talk about on the podcast, definitely hit me up on Twitter um, and let me know. Um, but moving on, let's talk a little bit before we get into the college basketball picks for the next few days. Let's talk a little bit about college football in the NFL. One thing that happened over the Thanksgiving weekend in college football was we saw the playoffs get shaken up even more. Um, as of right now, it's it's so uncertain what's happening with that. You know, with teams being at Drastically different parts of their season. You know, has teams in the Pac-12 that have played two games. You have teams in the ACC that have played like ten games, and it's just everyone's on a different page right now. You know, Northwestern um, gets beat, which basically, unless they can you know go beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship or something, that basically <laughs> eliminates any contention they had. Um, Oregon loses, so that they're all but out of the college football playoffs. Um, and Alabama destroys Auburn in the Iron Bowl, which basically. I mean, Alabama would have to do something crazy in order to lose their spot in the college football playoff. I think they're one of the most locked teams. Alabama and Notre Dame are the two teams right now that, as long as they win out, even if they lose their conference championship games, both of those teams will more than likely be in. Uh, one team that was getting some news was Texas A&M. They definitely have a case to get in. You know, their only loss being to Alabama. Um, if Florida ends up playing Alabama in that CC championship, which most likely will happen, and Florida loses that game... You definitely could put that Texas A&M team in with one loss, but what would end up happening? You'd have a one seed Alabama, and they'd play a four seed Texas A&M, and we'd just see the same result that we saw earlier in the season. So I think what could end up happening, we see that four seed go to someone like Cincinnati, and this Cincinnati team, well, I didn't play this weekend. It's looking more and more clear. Like they couldn't. There's there is a path for the Cincinnati team to get a bid. Unlike UCF a couple years ago, who went undefeated and wasn't able to get in. I think the Cincinnati has a decent chance of getting in. Um, and also if the Cincinnati team ends up losing a game or two, the Big Twelve could pop back up with a potential team. You know, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, all two lost teams. Um, you know, one of them is probably going to end the season with two loss if they can win the Big Twelve championship. Definitely can make a case. Probably not a good case, you know. I'd I would I would not. I would honestly I'd rather see a one loss Cincinnati over any of those three teams. But it's impossible to tell. Who knows what's gonna happen between now and then. Um, and we we've had we just keep having cancellations as far as college football goes. Um, luckily for you know the SEC, the ACC, the conferences that started early, it's not impacting them super much because they, they have room in their schedules to reschedule games. Um fortunately for the teams like or conference like the Pac-Twelve, when a game gets canceled, the other team is frantically looking for you know someone to go play. So definitely gonna be an interesting season. Um and definitely gonna be interesting to see how bull games end up going. And I did see one thing that I kinda wanted to talk about was Liberty. Liberty, they're ten and one right now. Um, but they could end up even with that record, there's a chance this Liberty team ends up missing a bull. And the reason that is is because the Sun Belt doesn't really have, I mean, they don't have any conference tie-ins to bowl games. So they could end up getting screwed out of a bowl game, you know, since everyone's eligible. People could, or the Bulls are going to put in the Power 5 teams, you know, that have a, bl- a lot more losses over this Liberty team. So it's kind of disappointing for this Liberty team. Hopefully they end up getting a bowl. I think, I'm sure they'll end up getting somewhere, but kind of sucks for them. They're not going to get something good. Um, So that's about it for college football. Moving on to the nfl a little bit one team that's interesting to look at here is the 49ers the 49ers are currently looking for somewhere to go play um haven't seen any news exactly what they're doing but santa clara county has decided or declares that they are no longer allowed to practice or have games um in the county and this not only affects uh the 49ers it also affects san jose state and uh stanford i believe um i don't th- i cal berkeley i don't know if they're um they fall into that county or not I'm not exactly sure, but it affects quite a few teams out there on the West Coast, so that'll be interesting to see how that is um <laughs> the Raver Steelers games, when I first typed these up these notes up Monday morning, the game was supposed to be scheduled for Tuesday, which is the night you are listening to this, which was originally pushed back from last thanks from Thanksgiving night. But as of the recording of this, the game has been pushed back again until Wednesday night. Um, nearly six days after the originally scheduled take off, take take off, um, so I don't know if this game is going to happen or not. I have my doubts. I I really don't think that <laughs> I really don't think it's going to end up happening. Um, the Denver Broncos, however, were able to play. They didn't have a quarterback, um, but it, it makes me think. You know, the Bills. I feel like more teams are going to start separating their quarterbacks a little bit more after seeing the Broncos, uh, what happened to them, especially teams who are in playoff contention. You know, the Bills have Jake Fromm practicing um, away from all the other quarterbacks. That way, in case something like this happens, um, they got a quarterback to play. So it'll be interesting to see how teams respond to that. Um, and a little bit of coaching news before we move on. Um, the Lions end up firing Matt Patricia after their Thanksgiving Day loss. Um, not a huge shocker here. Um he definitely needed to go last season. Um, I'm not a huge fan of firing coach midseason. I don't understand why uh, the teams do that. I would I have just fired him last year. I would have not even given him the shot this year. Um, if there's any doubt in your mind before the season starts, you fire the coach. You don't just keep him. Um, and the Jaguars end up firing GM Dave Caldwell so, after a 1-10 start. So definitely an interesting week in the NFL. But that about wraps it up for the NFL news from last week. So moving on to the college basketball picks for the upcoming week, Um, we're going to have picks for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday's games, Um, and the next podcast will release on Friday there. So as as time of recording this, the only day out of those that we have actual lines posted is for Tuesday's games. So all of the games that are given out on the podcast for Tuesday, those are all official lines um the games given out for wednesday and thursday are the kin palm look ahead lines and like i did last week and like i'm gonna do every week um we'll update those lines as the week goes on get the actual lines out when they're dropping but as far as tuesday's games go the first game we got is western kentucky plus five versus louisville western kentucky comes into this game it's the 69th ranked team in the hot tip bet rankings they're one and two on the season Louisville, on the other hand, comes into this game 40 in the hot tip bet rankings and 3-0 on the season. And one thing that this Western Kentucky team has done great, you know, their only loss coming to West Virginia in the um, Bad Boy Mowers uh, crossover classic, whatever the name of that was, in that championship game. But they've been shooting the ball extremely well, especially 31% from three point, 82.5% from the free throw line, which is amazing um, through three games. Louisville, not quite as good, uh, 29.8% from three point and only 75% from the free throw line. Um, but one thing that is definitely good to look at about this Western Kentucky team is how good they are on both sides of the ball. You know, they're 60 set or 36th in offensive efficiency, according to Kim Palm and 39th in defensive efficiency. And while the Louisville team is pretty good on offense, 19th in offensive efficiency, their defense definitely has something to be desired. 110th in defensive efficiency. Um, you know, this Louisville team, um, two other wins, you know, we're, Blowouts, but they didn't really, you know, or not really blowouts, but they they just didn't. None of their games were huge. They end up only beating Seton Hall by one. They've only covered in one of their three games this year. So, my pick for this first game on the slate is Western Kentucky plus five. Moving on to the next game, we got Oklahoma State taking on Marquette. Oklahoma State comes into this game as the 83rd ranked team on the Hot Tippets rankings. Um, there are two and zero on the season. Marquette. Also 2-0 on the season, they come in as the 53rd ranked team in the hot-to-bet rankings. One thing that Marquette did extremely well in those first two games was their shooting. Um, They 42.2% from three, while Oklahoma State only 34.7% from three. Um, Both not very good from the free throw line. You know, Oklahoma State 64.8%, Marquette 68.8%, so... Not exactly what you want to see, but one thing this Marquette team has is the experience. One point five eight years' experience is what their average experience is, according to Ken Palm. Oklahoma State only point nine six years of experience, so this Oklahoma State team is young. You know, Kate Cunningham, while he is the number one player or number one recruit in the country this year, um, definitely still young, definitely still learning. I and mean, against this Marquette team, I really think um, four points Marquette can easily cover that. You know, Marquette's already had um, two big wins this season. Um, while Oklahoma State, both of their games were pretty close, so a Marquette, minus four in this one. Now, moving on to a big game that we got on Tuesday. We got Michigan State, plus four against Duke. Michigan State comes into this game as the number 10-ranked team in the country, according to Hot Tip Bet rankings. Uh, Duke is the 11th-ranked team on the Hot Tip Bet rankings. Um, both these teams come into this game undefeated. Michigan State, 2-0. Duke, 1-0. Um, but this Michigan State team... I'm not sure why there's, I mean, they're not huge underdogs, <laughs> only four points, you know, and they're in um, in um Durham, so it's, you know, you have that going for it, but I don't understand exactly, I feel like this should be about a pick 'em, Um, you know, Michigan State been shooting the ball 38% from three, while Duke only 33.3% from three, and one thing that really sticks out to me, while Duke's only played one game, Their free throw shooting in that game was horrendous. They shot 40% from the free throw line in the first game, while Michigan State in their first two, 75%. Um, And Michigan State is also dang good on both the offensive and defensive side of the balls, ninth in offensive efficiency, eighth in defensive efficiency. Um, And with wins over Notre Dame and Eastern Michigan, this uh, Michigan State team, um, it's just way better than this duke team you know duke sixth in offensive efficiency 20th in defensive efficiency and this duke team is just a young team you know they don't really have the big names they don't have the zion this year so taking michigan state plus four and a half or plus four um in this one moving on we got kentucky versus kansas is the last pick for the tuesday night slate um, Kentucky comes into this game one and one, um, as the 34th ranked team in the country, according to hot tip bet rankings and Kansas comes into this game as the fifth ranked team. And they're also one in one, um, with their loss coming to Gonzaga, uh, Kansas is a three point favorites in this game. You know, they're done a good job this far shooting the ball from three, 44.7% from the three point line. Um, while Kentucky not quite as good, 23.1%. Um, and this Kansas team is also doing a good option. free throw, seventy-one point two percent. While Kentucky only sixty-one point seven percent. One thing that really sticks out to me is the turnover percentages here. Kansas eighteen point nine turnovers percentage. Um, while Kentucky twenty-four point eight. You know, turning it over on a quarter of your possessions is not good um, for this Kentucky team. Um, and their loss to Richmond, you know, I had that predicted in my rankings. Most people didn't see that. You know, I'm guessing that this. Most people are probably going to be... Actually, I don't really know what's going to happen to this line in this Kansas game. I can see people getting on Kansas because of that, or people going on Kentucky because of that, so I don't really know. You know, This, this Kentucky's offensive efficiency is just not good at all, 31st in the country, uh, while Kansas' is offensive efficiency, 10th in the country, so I'm on Kansas, minus three in this game, as much as it hates. Uh, I absolutely despise Bill Self, but I'm going to be betting on Kansas in this one. So that about wraps it up for Tuesday's picks. Moving on to Wednesday, December second, um, we got Montana plus six versus Pacific. Now that is not the official spread for the game. That is the kinpom Palm look ahead line. Uh, whenever the official spread comes out, I will release that my the official play across social media. But the temporary spread is Montana State plus six and a half or plus six. Um, sorry. Montana State comes into this game one and and 236th ranked team in the country. Pacific comes into this game also one 0 as the 125th ranked team in the country. Um, this Montana State team, their first game of the season, they shot absolutely lights out. 55.6 uh, percent from the free from three point, um, and also 55.6 percent from the field goal from field goal percentage, um, and their free throws weren't any worse at 87.5 percent. So definitely were shooting amazing in that game. You know, Pacific's not quite as good. Still still decent numbers. You know, 38.5% from three, 46.3% from field goal. Um, But their free throws were definitely down 54.2%. You know, when Montana State's shooting a higher three-point percentage than Pacific's field goals or free throws, you know know they're doing something right. Um, As far as efficiencies go, this um, Montana state team has a great defense, 107th ranked defense efficiency in the country Well, Pacific 207th defensive efficiency in the country, according to Ken Palm. So I definitely like this Montana state team, um, to cover the spread, whatever that ends up being, um, with six being the Ken Palm look ahead, uh, moving on the next game we have on Wednesday is Colorado plus three against Arizona. Again, that plus three is not the official spread for the game. And, uh, that is the. Ken Palm look ahead what he has this game going at. So when whenever that official spread is released, I will release that. Um, but Colorado comes into this game as the 47th ranked team in the country, 2-0 on the season. Arizona the 73rd ranked team in the country and 1-0 on the season. Um, this Colorado team, great job shooting the ball from the free throw line. 88.9%. Well, Arizona only 72.4%. Um, but one thing this Colorado team's doing great is not turning the ball over. 13.9% turnovers. While Arizona turned the ball over on 20% of their possessions. Um while Arizona's only played one game, you know, their numbers aren't exactly I mean, neither of these team <laughs> one game and two game into the season, not exactly hard numbers. But you know, Arizona, sorry, Colorado did a great job um, of shooting the ball from three in their first game, 34.8% from the three-point line. Uh while uh sorry, Colorado did that. Arizona 28% from the three-point line. So I definitely like Colorado. To cover the spread in this one and finally moving on to thursday's picks um we got arizona state minus nine versus cal um again this game does not is not the real spread this is the Ken bomb look ahead line so arizona state comes into this team as the 42nd ranked team in the country at two and one color california comes in um as the 134th ranked team and one and one. And, you know this Arizona State team has done an amazing job through their first three games of shooting the three pointer, thirty-seven um, point three percent from the three point line. Uh, while Cal only twenty-four percent from three. Um, and they've also done a great job not turning the ball over. Arizona State only thirteen point seven turnovers a game. While Cal seventeen point four turnovers a game. Um, one thing that kind of surprised me about this Arizona State team is their offensive efficiency. They're currently eighth in the country as far as offensive efficiency goes. While Cal. Nowhere near that, 143rd in the country for offensive efficiency. Um, And while neither of these teams are great on defense, you know, Arizona State, 114th defensive efficiency, California, uh, 69th in defensive efficiency. I definitely like Arizona State to cover the spread in this game, so that'll be my pick for this one, Arizona State, um, whatever that spread ends up being, um, since we don't have the official one right now. Um, And yeah, that about wraps it up as far as the next three days go for college basketball picks. Um, Friday's pod, you know, we'll recap those games, see what happened, as well as give out picks for the college basketball slate for that weekend, as well as give out, you know, college football and NFL picks. Um, And if you haven't checked out the website, go check it out. Um, All my picks for that I release here as far and including the updated lines when those drop will all be on the website. I'll be on Twitter. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, you know, also on the website, the Hot Tip Bets computer model, um, releasing horse racing, college basketball, college football, NFL picks all right now. Um, when the NBA and the NHL start back up, we'll have those and it will be next summer. Make sure you're following for all that. Also on the website, um, dropping every Monday during college basketball season, we got the Hot Tip Bets power rankings, um, ranking every team 1 to 357. So while they're not going to be your typical um, AP rankings, they'll resemble more of what the Ken Palm. Res- bimbles or Bartorvik, so definitely check those out if you're interested in that um definitely good numbers as far as have a good idea of betting on teams not necessarily you know wins and losses but as far as covering the spread goes pretty good numbers um and yeah full results as always for the podcast picks and the computer picks are always on the website um under the results page so you can click on that and finally if you're not following me on twitter make sure you go follow me on twitter and instagram at hot tip S. chris Um, Make sure you also follow the Hot Tip Bets account on Twitter and Instagram so you don't miss any of those computer picks. Don't miss any of my picks. Don't miss any of that. So anyway, that about wraps it up for this college basketball podcast, um, episode 10 of the Hot Tip Bets podcast. So I will see you guys all on Friday.